welcome to the Heat vs. the World podcast. And now, stand up and make some noise for your host, Joe Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. We're finally back. As always, I'm your host, Joel Jacob. And with me, I got Deem, I got Kay, I got Kevin. And making his long-awaited return, we got Ant. We got a whole squad with us today. And you know what? The season is coming back tomorrow, at least while we're recording this right now. And I don't know, man. You know, a lot has happened these past couple of weeks, whether if you want to talk about the Heat not making any moves, but then going into the buyout market and getting a guy like Kevin Love and Cody Zeller. But overall, like, it's just been a roller coaster for the Heat. And I just want to hear what y'all got to say. You know, we're going to get right to it. And I just want to know, like, the Heat went out, and like I mentioned, they got Love, they got Zeller. Um, the love pickup, I'm honestly very intrigued by because you're talking about a guy who was a five-time All-Star. He literally finished last season as the runner-up for, not Rookie of the Year, what the hell am I saying? They, he finished as the runner-up for um, Sixth Man of the Year, only being behind Tyler Hero, of course. And honestly, the fact that he's going from J.B. Bickerstaff to now one of the best coaches in the league in Eric Spolstra, I mean, that honestly excites me. And then there's the fact that he was still putting up solid numbers, even coming from the bench, where he's potentially coming to Miami, where he could be a starter. Probably not right away. You know, we got to see how things work out. But it wouldn't shock me if down the line that man is playing starting minutes for the Heat. But all of that aside, I just want to know, like, how are we feeling about the pickups of Kevin Love and then the pickup of a guy like Cody Zeller, which honestly came out as a surprise, especially because of the fact that the dude looks like a 45-year-old chemistry teacher. We'll start off with you, Dean. Um, I'm not real, like, intrigued with the Zeller move. I think, like I said before, I think he just, like, he just somebody for insurance purposes. Uh, I'm more excited about uh, the Kevin Love what he can do on the floor. I'm uh, happy to see that we, we got a, a power forward that's over 6'7". I've been banging on the table for that for the past two seasons. I want to see what he still got in the tank. At first, I wasn't, like, that excited about the move, but then I I, I came around. Me and Kay had a conversation on Biscayne Breakdown, and I, I'm, I'm real intrigued to see what, uh, what Kevin Love can bring to the table. But I do want to see... Uh, Caleb Martin back to the bench is nothing is nothing against Caleb Martin he did a, a, a good job he's a real versatile defender but I'd rather see him back on the bench and to play his natural position but other than that I'm I'm, I'm pretty okay about the move I, I I would have rather had another center over Zeta over Cody Zeller like a DeMarcus Cousins or even a, another point guard but you know it is what it is Right. And also big shout outs to Biscayne Breakdown. Make sure y'all check that out on the Heat vs. the World YouTube channel. Make sure y'all subscribe. And then let's see. How about you, kid? Um, look, man, as everybody out here knows, I got always got a lot to say, but I'm gonna try to keep it as simple as possible because I'm sure we got a lot to get to. Um, and it'll eventually come around. But I love the Kevin Love signing. Um, I think it's what the Miami Heat have needed. I think it's what Bam Adebayo is needed. Um, it's not only a guy that's capable of coming in and helping the Miami Heat in an area of need, a desperate area of need, which is outside shooting, but he's also a guy that's actually big, that's capable of helping them doing the big man stuff, like rebounding, establishing positioning, keeping people from bludgeoning them in their paint. And that's not saying that he's a good defender, but what he is is a 6'10 guy that can be a barrier. It's sometimes simply about having a presence when you think of having a presence and hear that word, having a presence, that phrase, that's what it means is actually having a dude that's big enough to be a presence, a barrier, especially when you have this Miami Heat defense behind you and to have a guy that's actually a big dude out there doing it. Because as we all know, the Miami Heat have tried to, you know, lean towards having some mobility, versatility, and maybe even a little shooting out there by having a guy out there that could offer them some of them things, but still potentially offer them that shooting. 
But Kevin Love can still offer you that while, again, being that big body that has meant so much or that can mean so much um, to the Miami Heat moving forward. And when you think about a guy like Cody Zeller, I actually, you know, I'm intrigued by that as well. And I know people aren't excited about it, but we were having a pre-show discussion and I mentioned like how his situation in Portland probably ended prematurely um, simply because he had the knee situation that kept him out for a while and he never got himself back right. And you look at him now, he's still only 30 years old. He's been a guy that's averaged as much as 11.1 points in this league. Um, he's averaged 7.1 rebounds in that same season, which was only 2019, 2020, not that long ago. Again, he's only 30. What him and Zeller do is they give you more insurance at that big man position. They mean to take, you know, Dean's point, but they do, but they also help you create more easy offense. Um, because the Miami Heat don't have a ton of guys that size that you can actually play because they are actually guys that have played 20 plus minutes recently in this NBA are guys that can still seal their man off, establish a position, and wait for a guy like Tyler Hero or Jimmy Butler or Gabe Vincent or Victor Oladipo when he gets back on the floor. Or, heck, even Kyle Laurie, he decides to suits up soon. Um, what he can do is stand there and be there waiting for that drop-off pass. So I think both of the moves help the Miami Heat, um, and I can't wait to see what they do as the second half of the season carries on. I couldn't agree anymore. And how about you, Ant? Wow, y'all are optimistic, man. Let me, let me tell you. Who, who you? Hey, yo, um, well, quick thing. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but Ant, you do low key sound like you in, like you just inside a swimming pool right now. Yeah, it's not. It sounds like you're recording a remix off a jail phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you sound bad right now, brother. Said I was good. You were good. You were good earlier. I don't know what happened now, but if you want, you can get it fixed up. And until then, Kevin, how about you? Man, um, I mean, pretty much everything that Demon K said. Like, I like K Love just because. I mean, I'm looking at the past few years. He hasn't. He's been slowly but surely falling out of the Cavs rotation. Um, I remember a couple years ago he was honestly acting like a, a kid because he didn't want to be there at all. He wasn't handling that situation good whatsoever. So, um, I like Caleb, though, just because we all know, bro, this team needs any type of offensive pop slash spark that they can get, and Kevin Love offers that. Like, you can tell he should have – he should feel some type of rejuvenation coming to Miami because he knows he's going to get a large role, good playing time, a team that's actually trying to compete. I mean, I know Cleveland is, but they're not quite there just yet. Um, and with Cody Zeller, I'll say that I don't even know what I'm expecting out of him, but the two good things about him is just that, one, he's clearly, or at least he should be, I'm praying to God that he's better than the mechanic with all due respect. And two, he played with all the depot in Indiana, so they already have a chemistry there. So in that second unit, you know, they should be solid together, in my opinion, because all the depot, you know, depot's that dude. I've been saying that, but all in all, I like it. I mean, I don't really think it, it pushes the bar or anything like that, but Whatever I'm at a point now, whatever it takes to just make us look like a more entertaining basketball team, I'm with it at this point, man. I really don't care. So I'm excited to see what both of them bring, you know, with these last, what is it, 20 some games left. So should be fun. But right. I got a question for for the panel. Do y'all think Kevin Love can stay healthy in these 23 games? And like can he is he gonna make a strong push with the heat come playoff time? Like I'm I'm not real worried about what he does in these 23 games. I think these 23 games is going to is going to be like his fit. Like it's going to be more so like how he fits within the offense. I'm more worried about, you know, how he plays in the playoffs. So tell me like I want I want your real opinion on that. I mean, for me personally, I think he could stay healthy, man. Like you've basically missed so much games this year, so you've had all this time to really just kind of sit back and just watch the team do its thing. And by the team, I'm obviously referring to Cleveland. You know, come to Miami and you you don't got that. Well, he might be a little bit rusty to start these few games off. But, you know, still, like, come playoff time, I expect him to be ready to go because at the end of the day, like, you know, you look back at his time in Cleveland, you know, those final games and the fact that he wasn't playing much. I mean, this is a guy that's just hungry for minutes and, 
I don't know. Hopefully, it doesn't lead to any injuries because y'all already know how thin it is, our depth, when it comes to power forwards. So, I honestly do not want to be in a situation where the Heat have to pull up the starting five graphics come playoff time, and then you see Caleb Martin at the four. So, for for my mental health, honestly, I just hope he can stay healthy and yeah, I'm going to just say that he will because at this point, I don't know what I'll do if he can't stay healthy come playoff time. Oh, do I do I sound better now? Sound fine. Nope. Yeah. I sound good? Okay. Yeah. I, I'll get in here real quick. Uh, y'all are very optimistic, <laughs> which, is, uh, which is a little surprising to me. I mean, listen, I guess I'll start with Kevin Love. Uh, prime Kevin Love is obviously – ideal fit next to bam a guy that can stretch the floor and a guy that can rebound two things that the heat have sucked this year right i'm just a little hesitant to think we are going to get anywhere close to that because cleveland is a team that is obviously competing or thinks they can compete for a championship maybe this year i think if they thought kevin love could uh help in any way they would not have got rid of them why would kevin love want to leave a team to join one that's under them in the standings it was just a little weird to me. Typically, when you see these older guys get bought out, they want to go to win. So that whole situation is weird to me. I have some hesitancy there. If he can be 50%, 60% of prime Kevin Love, that's still an upgrade for this team. So I do like Kevin Love. If, uh, if out of anybody on the bio market, he's the guy I would have picked. Now, he did have a slower season this year, but I've heard from Cleveland fans and commentators he had a thumb injury. It was affecting his shot. But supposedly now he's fully healthy. So I'm going to hope that the change of scenery is beneficial to him also. Plus, I really just like uh, when a guy wants to play for you. You see all the time when a guy is in a spot where he is happy, he tends to play well. So I think he'll be okay. I'm just not sure it's enough to put this team over the edge, even over a first-round exit. Because when you have arguably two of the worst contracts in the league with Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson, it's kind of hard to win no matter what else you do. But regardless. I believe love is some minor pickup, but this talk about Cody Zeller, like he's going to provide anything to this team is ridiculous to me. Like Kay, who I usually agree with was was saying that he averaged 10 points only three years ago. He's only 30 years old, bro. Three years is a long time in the NBA and 30 years old is not young anymore, especially for a guy that's coming, who wasn't even on a roster. If this dude, Cody Zeller, had any bit of skill whatsoever, he would have been in the league. We saw the same thing with Dwayne Dedman. They picked up Dwayne Dedman from his couch, and yeah, he was decent to start, and now he's probably one of the most hated Heat players in recent memory because he sucks. So yeah, Cody Zeller might get off to somewhat of a decent start, but I I honestly can't see him providing anything to this team whatsoever. Otherwise, he would have been in the league. Yeah, he's seven foot, but what, what good is that? You just had Dwayne Dedman. So I don't see how we can sit here and say at least he's seven foot. He can provide insurance for the bigs. That's what Dedman was. He sucked. We wouldn't. We we didn't want him even out there on the court. So I don't think that's going to provide anything. If if anything, I, I kind of was sad when I saw the signing because that to me was an indictment on Omer Yurtsevin, and then he's not as healthy as we thought. Otherwise, I think they would have went out there and tried to get Westbrook, tried to get Will Barton, one of those other guards. But at the end of the day, the buyout market is scraps. It's the guys that nobody else wanted. I don't think anybody from the buyout market is making a major difference on any team, and that goes for the Heat also. Damn! What the hell? I was thinking you'd be more optimistic. Eh? <laughs> let me let me let me hop right in there. Let me hop right in there. So, is Prime Kevin Love like Minnesota, the end of Minnesota, or like Cleveland? I'm just I just want to get a handle on where we're going. No, he he was well, still in his prime in Cleveland. He was still he was. He prime. obviously took a lesser role similar to Chris Bosh. Right. No, right, right, right. It's just for conversation purposes. I'm not saying I'm not you know I mean challenging. I'm just trying to make sure when I say something, you can't come at me a certain way because I've already clarified. That's all I'm asking. Hello. I mean, he he yeah he was. He was let go from from Cleveland for a reason, so I have some hesitancy okay. there. Oh no, no, Very, no, we good. I wasn't. No, 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 we good. And I wasn't saying you're going to attack me. I was just giving you my reason why I asked the question. Okay, I'm gonna just get right into it because we all confused. Yeah, what do you got? What do you got? So 26 at the end of Minnesota, between 17 and 19 in Cleveland, right? So let's go 20 and 10 is prime Kevin Love, right? Sure, sure. Okay, cool. So that's 20 and 10 across 30 plus minutes, right? 
I could give you last season where he was a six-man candidate, but I'll just give you this season where they did put him on a buyout market where he was only getting 20-some minutes, and he's still averaging eight and a half and seven boards. All I'm saying is if you give him a more effective role in a Miami Heat situation and needs that, that always maximizes players that have shown a potential across their history to take players that other teams deemed or that other people deemed or that everybody else deemed were scraps and proceed to make them rotational players that go out and get deals or they get deals from the Miami Heat or that other teams deem worthy enough to bring into their roster. I mean, I don't understand how you're that skeptical. But, I mean, that's – and, again, that's fair, though. It's fair. I'm just saying, like, when you look at Kevin Love's numbers, his numbers are good to only play 20 minutes. Like, he's getting seven boards and nine points in 20 minutes. Like I said, when we're saying prime is 20 and 10 across 30, it's just I don't get that one. The Kevin Love – I mean, the Cody Zeller one is fair. I'm just saying, like, you compare him to Dwayne Dedman, but he's four years younger than Dwayne Dedman. Um, back to the point of taking scraps or what other people deem to be worthless players and making them effective. That's what they did with Dwayne Demon. Um, and as he was becoming less effective, I guess, in everybody's eyes and theirs. <clears throat> and as I consistently said, if there was a better option out there. And for me, as I mentioned, Zeller is 30 and I, I like what he offers in a 14th, you know, 15th last big role. Um, you know what I mean? For what they're paying for him. I mean, we're not expecting him to come out and be Bill Walton, but to fill up the seven to 12 minutes that we need from you, I mean, I think he is an upgrade from what Deadman was giving us. So I just don't understand. I want to make sure we're putting it in context. And it's just like the way you're expressing it is just like we're expecting something that it isn't um, from Zeller. But I do think that Love can come in and overabundantly, you know, um, succeed and fulfill those expectations that you have for him. Okay. See, I don't disagree with that point. I think Love will be good. But let me get some clarification on this. What do you think the heat ceiling was prior and after signing Kevin Love? I, like most other people, well, not, I mean, I, unlike most other people, um, I consider myself a real optimist. So, like, when people call me optimistic, I don't, um, you know, shy away from that or combat that. But what I also like to emphasize is the fact that my optimism always comes from a real and logical place. What I see when I look at the standings is a bunch of jumbled up teams that are six, seven games apart, which even with 23 games or so, anything could happen. Team could lose two or three, team could win two or three, boom, we right back to square. And I also see a team in Boston that if you want to say they're the team that separated themselves, I'll say fine. But I'll also say that the last team that they want to see, and I promise you, if you gave them true serum and asking them, was the Miami Heat. Because across the course of the last three or four years, the Miami Heat have absolutely been just as much of a bugaboo to them as they were to us. Like after going up a couple games with the refs on their side last year, they supposed to sweep us, beat us 4-1, beat us 4-2. Yet and still, Jimmy Butler came to within a clank of shot off the side, three-pointer at the end of the game. I mean, of, you know what I'm saying, actually taking his team to the conference finals. I mean, to the NBA finals for the second time in three years across his three years with Miami Heat so far, by the way, which is also a point in this theory that I'm getting at here. So I have no reason... Right now, to believe, looking at this and is looking at where my team is, looking at how they've improved, knowing who Coach Foster is, knowing who Jimmy Butler is, looking at a team that is very much improved because they have to be, because we've never seen this version of Bam Adebayo, the consistently aggressive version of Bam Adebayo that's a mid-range killer, that's still a defensive savant, that's still a guy that you can give the rock to at this point and say, go get me a bucket. I have no choice right now but to believe because across 60 or so games, he's been there. And for a guy that's been consistently critical of him waiting for him to revert, I, I, I don't believe that he will at this point. So being that he's better and, you know, even though Tyler Hero still has consistency things to show us in the playoffs, his polish and nuance is a little bit better. So that means that the second and third guy on the team are better than they were in the past two and three years, which again, I mentioned Jimmy Butler has nearly dragged this team to the finals twice. I have to believe that this team is better. So when it all matters, I had to believe before Kevin Love that Jimmy Butler, if you got me to the show, would become the top five player that he's become in the last couple of years during his Miami Heat tenure when the playoffs came and dragged me to where I needed to be, especially with this Bam Adebayo, especially with Tyler Hero improving because he's more polished and nuanced. So with Kevin Love, a guy that we've needed, not necessarily him, but a player like him still at the level that he does what he does, I feel that this team's chances have, of course, increased. I can't say to what level or put a, you know, numerical value on that level of increase. But if we're talking relative, 
is definitely greater. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I love you, K man. You you was fitting so hard, you almost make me want to buy in. But I'm not gonna do it yet. You she made me buy in. And I know you said last week. He was I was close, man. And I know you you didn't answer the question. But I only say what I mean. I only I only say what I mean, bro. I respect it. it. And and you didn't answer my question fully, which you acknowledged because you said it's hard to put a value on it. But for example, if you were to ask me, I'd say this team was a first round exit before and after Kevin Love. So you saying that you think this team is better is telling me you believe this team's going to the NBA finals. Is that correct? If you want to put me, if you want to back me into a corner and make me answer the question because I understand the logic of what you speak, I'll say I thought this team was a conference finals team before Kevin Love, and I still think they're a conference finals team after Kevin Love. But let's also say, what does that mean? By the time you get to the conference finals, either team should be able to win. So does that mean I think they can go to the NBA Finals to directly answer your question while also giving you the theory behind my answer? Yeah, brother, I think that they could do that. Okay. I'm curious what everyone else thinks on that, too. I just want to say real quickly, um, when it comes to this whole buyout thing, I think everybody already automatically has this preconceived notion that players getting bought out is just like a just like they're getting cut, they suck, that team doesn't need them or anything like that. But I think it's uh, to each his own type of case when it comes to that. And I, I don't know the specifics of the K-Love thing, but I'm just – from my perspective, I think it was more so he's in a different stage of his career. He was with Cleveland during their heydays trying to win a championship, and now he's been with them after that. And he was looking for a bigger role. He feels like he has more basketball to give. They have two solidified bigs and Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. And he feels like he just has more to give. And so that's why I think – I feel like you kind of underselling it, like, I don't automatically think just because someone gets bought out that they just aren't good or whatever. Like, Will Barton got bought out. I would happily take Will Barton on this team right now, personally. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but um, I just think that that, that whole notion is kind of just whatever to me. So, I think K-Love, like I said earlier, like, K-Love to me, I'll take it, bro. I don't I, – a lot of fans always trying to just uh, summarize things to does it equate to us winning a championship. Like, bro, we got to let this whole championship notion go, bro. Like, I'm as big of an optimist as K is, but, like, we're not going to win a championship every year, bro. I understand that's the goal. That's what they talk about. Like, yeah, all of it sounds good, but at the end of the year, it's only one team that wins a championship every single season. Out of all 30 teams, it's only one that does it. So, I didn't really see this team winning one this year. I don't really see them winning one until they can get a better score, a more gifted score than Tyler Hero personally. And so, I'm not. that's not my bar anymore. Like, the bar to me, like I said earlier, is just, bro, can we have a more potent offense, bro? Because some nights, I'll be honest, our offense is not watchable. But K-Love, I think, can add on to that. And that's all I'll say about that. I agree. I agree with everything K just said. And I also agree with Ant. And I, I don't think the bar – I mean, the needle moved too much with the K-Love signing. I, I don't think it moved too much. I think this is – it helps, but it doesn't move the needle. I mean, you know, I, I'm hearing y'all takes, and I'm saying all I'm going to say is that I hear great points from both sides of this argument, but another thing that could move the needle is people's wallets. It could go all the way to the top if y'all use DraftKings Sportsbook. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day of the week. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. And, you know, tomorrow the Heat's going to be playing the Bucks, And you know what? With Giannis out, I might have to take the heat. But at the same time, we never know how this team plays against um teams when they're missing their star players. But screw it. I'm going to have the guts and say the heat are going to get the job done. But aside from that, download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Anyways, back to the show. Is there anything else y'all want to add before we go to the next topic? 
Yeah, I just think the situational thing, everybody brought up good points on the back end. Um, I just think K-Love's situation in Cleveland, like the way they was playing at Wilhelm, I think Cleveland's a team that, like if they win, they want to stop you to win. So I just think it won't conducive to, you know what I mean, what he, you know what I mean, was doing anymore. And I just don't think that they had a spot to actually take advantage of him. And it goes back to the whole concept we talked about, like just in Charlotte pre-show, um, when you got a Donovan Mitchell and when you got a, uh, a Garland who you really want the rock in his hand as well. You, you're not really, you don't have many touches for those other guys. Like think about the other guys they got or and Allen, like the other guys that are mainly playing out there. And even if you think about um, Carlos Levert, who I think is going to end up being traded when it's all before it's all said and done again, like it's not a lot of touches for other guys, especially if you're developing Mobley. So I just don't think that was a situational thing for him. And Barton was another one. He won't play in Washington either, which is confounding to me, but Either way, sometimes it's just situations, man. So is, does anyone else want to add, or are we ready to put the Kevin Love, Cody Zella this debate into the grave? Damn, man, uh, like that, man. <laughs> nah, man, listen, I'll say this real quick about Cody Zeller since we didn't talk too much about him compared to Kevin Love. At the end of the day, at least we're getting a big that can do something, man. Because I know, you know what, Anthony, you brought up a good point earlier when you mentioned the whole thing about how we were essentially getting a guy that wasn't on an NBA team the same way how we got Deadman a couple of seasons back. And that was honestly something that was on my mind. All I'm just hoping is that, you know, Cody can come in and just play good, man. Like, I'm not saying he got to come in and play like Hakeem or even a wash to Keem. I just want him to go out there and show that he can be a serviceable big. That means he does not go out there and get two fouls the minute he comes into the game. Stuff like that. And along with not having to hit a player with a hip tackle for no reason whatsoever. If you can come in and not do anything that's mind-numbingly stupid, then I, I, I will easily welcome you to this team. So th- that's that's basically it for me when it comes to that. But, you know, we, we focus so much on that. And I just want to see where y'all stand with, I don't know, like, what, what are y'all's expectations? You know, we're like, we're in the second half of the season. And there's so much that's going to happen in these next 20 plus games for the Heat. How do y'all feel right now? And I know we kind of tackled that topic a bit when we talked about the Heat's chances, even after get, getting Kevin Love. But is there anything else y'all want to expand on when we look into these next 20-plus games for the Heat? Uh, we'll start off with you, Ant. Yeah, so I want to see some consistency in two things. One, health, which is a very difficult thing to ask for. But it seems like every other day this team has a new starting lineup. Uh, and as you get closer and closer towards the playoffs, that's something you kind of really want to lock down. And unfortunately, this has been a problem that we've seen consistently over the last couple of seasons. The biggest question up in the air, uh, outside of Kevin Love, because I do agree with what was basically said earlier, I think Kevin Love will start eventually, maybe not right away, uh, just because Spo loves Caleb Martin a lot, but I guess we'll find out as soon as tomorrow. Uh, but either way, we all think Love will be the, the starter at the four. It's what do you do with Kyle Lowry? That is a question that will be answered within the next few weeks, maybe. I guess it depends when Lowry becomes healthy, which I've heard conflicting things on that as well. Personally, I would not start Kyle Lowry. I'd keep him off the bench uh, when he is healthy. I really like Gabe Vincent in that starting spot. I think he provides exactly what you need uh, in a theoretical championship team. He reminds me a lot of Mario Chalmers, a guy that fits well next to stars. Uh, and I think we all agree that he had two stars uh, and he fits perfect because he doesn't need the ball. He's a great spot up shooter and can lock down the perimeter point of attack. So what more can you ask for? That last part about the defense is something Lowry really wasn't bringing this year. That's kind of the main reason I'd kind of like to see him off the bench. Uh, of course, another option would be to start Depot. I personally like Gabe because of the shooting. But regardless of what they do, I want to see them lock down a rotation. I want to see them have the same rotation for eight to nine, 10 games in a row. I know there's only 20-something games, that you said, but start to get this ready. Start to get your rotations locked. So come playoff time, you don't have to start messing around and, and deciding what you want to do. The other thing I want to see them hopefully get is improved shooting. We saw them last season, number one three-point shooting team in the league, went into the playoffs and fell off a cliff. 
by some miracle, I'm praying they get the opposite this year. Because if they could go on a conference finals run, that's what would take them there. So I'm hoping somehow they can flip a switch and you see these guys like Strew start to hit. Duncan, we saw him come back in the rotation. If he plays, maybe by some miracle he could come back and hit. And obviously Kevin Love will uh, help with the the spacing uh, a ton. So if that can help their overall shooting increase a lot, that would give me some optimism going into the playoffs. All right, I like that. And let's see. How about you, K? Yeah, man, I think all of the points, I mean, have pretty much been taken. Like I said, I just want to clarify. I think when you say you think what this team can do, um, that's just what you think they're capable of. So I just want to separate that from what I think is going to happen. Um, me and Dean were talking on, um, you know, the Biz Game Breakdown, catch it all the time, every week. But um, I think that 15 and 8 is achievable, somewhere between 15 and 8. Um, you know what I mean? 16 and 7 over these last 23 games or so. Um, it's something I like to see from them, and I think that's where they will be, um, 15 to 8 at the very least, um, because I think that you're getting to that point of the year where teams realize that these are the beginning of the playoffs, really, if you want to nail down your seed and actually put yourself in the best position to, you know, succeed once the actual postseason starts. So to that point, I think it has been mentioned already, as, as I stated, shooting, consistent health, um, and just everybody being able to consistently get to their best ball on one accord, um, more often because some sometimes you see this team one guy may be getting to his stuff but the other guys are kind of chilling and this year has been a lot of Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero guilty of that Bam Adebayo has been consistently aggressive even if the shots aren't falling which aren't most nights ironically enough um, you know he's been getting to his stuff but Jimmy and Tyler sometimes have this kind of your turn my turn thing where I would like them to be a little better about that um, closing the season because, you know, going into the playoffs, you need them being able to click at the same time, at least every other game. Um, because, you know, like I said, Tyler Hero needs to work on his consistency heading into the playoffs anyway. But everything else has been mentioned. Um, consistent health is the biggest thing, as was stated um, by Ant. So that's all, man. Uh, and let's see you, Kevin. Man, my biggest thing is kind of what Ant hit on, but I wanted to take it even further when it comes to the shooting. Like, Bro, we just need Max Struess to get his swagger back, bro. Like, if he can do that, our offense goes from average to can't compete with anybody in the league, in my opinion. Like, just like that. Because we all know three-point shooting is so prevalent in today's NBA game. And without him, like, it just feels like the offense is, is stale as hell. And I know, to me, I've always said that, like, when we compare Max to Duncan, like, I feel like Max is more capable of doing things, especially off the dribble. Like, Duncan's worked on that little one dribble pull-up, which is nice, but I think Max could get to the rack a little bit more. I think he has a little floater game that he never shows, but I've seen him use it going back to his days in college. Like, if we can get Max Struess to just get his confidence back right, because throughout the season he just never looked confident to me. Like, when he's putting up shots and breaking, like, you can just see a shoulder slump. You you just see, like, a, a negative aura around him. Like, we, we need him to get his confidence back because when that happens, you take pressure off of Jimmy. You take pressure off of Bam. You take pressure off of Tyler. And it just helps everybody else, bro. It just makes the offense work a lot more smoother. So I think that's the biggest thing. And I know we're still talking regular season, so I'm not even going to comment on Tyler Hero. I just want to see him show up in the postseason. So I guess we'll get to that later down the line. But for me, that's the biggest thing, man. Just find a way to get Max Struess back into some type of rhythm and let's win some games, bro. That's all it comes down to to me. I mean, you bring up an interesting point there, man. I, I actually, I don't know. So I'm I'm the biggest Max fan, but I'm also the biggest Duncan fan. And when, you know, Duncan got pulled, I was like, cool, Max hitting shots. But my thing with Max has always been elevating his game because he can do so much. He has bounce. He has pity pack game. Um, He can get to the cup, but he just doesn't get to that stuff enough. And I think after 60 or so games, of being one of the only consistent guys in the lineup with Duncan being out. So you know you're going to get the looks. With us consistently coming back to you, even in months you're struggling shooting, he still hasn't consistently gotten back to that stuff. And here's my thing, bro. You mentioned getting his confidence back. It's like, how long can we afford to wait? And I understand that doesn't mean completely yank him like they did Duncan, but you – actually should maybe give the guy that you're paying an average of $18 million as big of a leash 
as you've given Max over the last year or so, especially if Max isn't as effective as he should be. And we can't just expect Max to start doing those things that we've wanted, that I've expressed. You know what I mean? That I've wanted of him too, that I thought he was going to be able to do because he does have those gifts outside of his shooting. Um, those things that he hasn't necessarily gotten to, we can't just expect those to turn on. And at what point do you go back to the other guy that you're actually paying $18 million and give him as 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 thorough as a shot as you give him Max is a question that I ask. And again, this isn't yank all Max's minutes as they did Duncan. Um, but this is giving yourself a thorough shot. And I look at it when you talk about the gravity in the space that K-Love is going to create, when you're talking about an assertive Bam out of bio, Duncan Robinson hitting just a couple of shots and being on the floor because he still gets the attention of three guys whenever he moves. Watch it the next time he plays, which will probably be three day, three games from now because he don't get no tick. But um, watch it. Three guys still watch him and move with him and react when he moves. So I think that you eventually have to see what the other guy has because he's there. Because Max just isn't doing those things that we both know he's capable of. We can't just expect it to click, especially once we get this deep into the show. Um, I I struggle with that, too, was my whole point. I just wanted to give you the thinking behind it all. No, I hear you for sure. And I'll just say with that real quick is that I think the biggest thing that goes into that is not even the shooting, bro. It's just the defense. Like, how, like we, we play a, we've played a little bit of zone this year. But I honestly think um, the reason we do that a, a lot is not even just the fact that we don't have great individual defenders, even though we have a, a few between Oladipo, Jimmy, and Bam, but more so that we're just a small-ass team. And when a lot of times when Duncan is playing, it just feels like you you have to because you know the other team is going to – they're going to center their offense on trying to attack him the mismatch. So I, I'm with you. Though. I feel like Duncan didn't get his just due, especially obviously with the contract. So. I'm not even gonna argue. I'm not even trying to argue with you there. I just feel like defensively, like I'd rather live with Max on any given matchup than Duncan personally. Fair assessment. Um, Fair assessment. I've always been the guy that um with Duncan, he's a poor on like his on ball defense, terrible. But for me, he's a better team and positional guy. Cause if you want a basket, just cut on Max and he'll still be in the corner looking. So I think that they both have their warts there, but I can't refute your point either, just to kind of give you what I was thinking on what you said. But we on the same page for the most part. My bad, Joe. No worries whatsoever. And I just want to say this before I pass the mic to Deem. Like, for me personally, I look at it like this, me being an optimist myself. We were great, you know, at three-point shooting last season, and then it kind of fell apart come playoff time. This year, the three-point shooting hasn't been good, and I think we're about to see a hit with the reverse card and we're about to see Miami shoot the lights out of that bowl come playoff time. So hopefully that ends up being the case, and we get to see 2020 Duncan and Prime Max Drews. That's all I ask for. So that's just me trying to be optimistic. Hopefully it works if God is willing, and we'll just go from there. But, Deem, how about you? What's your take? Um, I agree with what with, with, uh, Kevin what Kev said. Now, these – these next 23 games, besides that, these next 23 games is going to be crucial. It's like, keep an eye on, on Max and Gabe. These next 23 games are going to determine which one of these guys is going to come back in the Heat jersey, get a new contract, especially come playoff time. Um, now, speaking on a, on a uh, Duncan and Max situation, I agree with I agree with everything Kev said. I'm I more so want to see Duncan get those minutes. Because I, I do feel as though he is the better shooter than Max when they both hitting. But I you know they both haven't been on their game and they both isn't, you know, the best defenders. But I think you no know, Max is more capable of playing defense than uh Duncan. But I I do want to see Duncan um get some more minutes. I know he's been in Spo in Spo Doghouse all season and at, towards the end of last season. So I don't know how that how that's gonna go. And another important thing that that uh, I believe Ant said early on is with the uh, Kyle Lars situation. I think he was also he was right about that. They have to make a decision with um with Kyle Lowry. and I I don't think I don't think the, the decision the right decision is to be to bring him back. I think I think he's mentally checked out. 
I, I think Kyle Lowry is mentally checked out, and it's not good to bring in, you know, a, a guy who whose talent has already declined and mentally checked out. I I, I just don't I don't see a, a good thing for uh for Kyle Lowry to, to come back to this team. Yeah, I. But you know what? So I'll just say it like this before we wrap it up and go into this final topic. You know, like I said earlier, man, I'm always be optimistic with this team. And whether if it's seeing Kevin Love make a huge impact and maybe seeing Cody Zeller come out and play like prime, whatever his best year was, man, like I just need it because at the end of the day, this has not been the most ideal season, but you know, just like y'all, I'm going to ride with this team until the breaks fall out. So, you know, God be with this team, and I don't know. Let's see a miracle happen. So y'all better be praying for this team come the rest of this season. But aside from that, let's go into this next game for the Heat. After this All-Star break officially wraps up, tomorrow the Heat will be going to, yeah, they'll be going to Milwaukee. And I want to know, what's y'all's expectations with this team Obviously, um, as I mentioned earlier, um, Giannis will not be playing. He's still dealing with that wrist injury. And like I mentioned also earlier, you know, when I was reading that sponsor segment, um, this is a team that usually doesn't play good against another opposing team when they do not have their star player. Luckily, Miami has beaten the Bucks twice this year without Giannis. So take that as you will. But all of that stuff together, man. Like, what's y'all's expectations for this game tomorrow? We'll start off with you, okay? So, I think that the Miami Heat are coming into this game with the best possible situation that they could coming into this game. Typically, we all know how the Miami Heat do. Um, if your best players are playing, then they tend to come out and acknowledge that their best players are playing with their play on the court at times. I won't say they always do it, but there's a great aptitude that they will um, because they do it quite often. Now, coming off of the All-Star break, being that first game back, um, getting K-Love in the lineup, I think that they, too, on their side, have something to be amped up about, which kind of cancels out the whole lethargicness of your best player isn't playing. So um, I feel good about it simply because this will be the first game with Kevin Love and Cody Zeller in the lineup. Um, so I just think that there will be some excitement there to kind of help cancel out what was usually um, a letdown waiting to happen that they had to overcome late in the game. Or, you know, that could look many ways, coming out flat, going up big and letting them come back to, you know, put you in a position where you can't come back. Um, you know, I just feel okay about this one. Now they're still going to have to play their tails off because they got a couple of guys coming back for the Bucks, And I think that everybody besides Giannis is going. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a good game, a good test. We're going to see if Kevin Love can hit some shots. I'm curious to see where he plays from, even though he said today um, that it doesn't matter to him. So I think it's going to be a good contest, but the Miami Heat should win it because they're going to have the best player on the floor. Okay. I agree. Do you think Kevin Love will start tomorrow? Um, I do. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, well, like I mentioned earlier, I would be – I think we should just expect either or to happen. Do they start him right away? I'm not completely sure, but, you know, we'll see. I'll Actually, I want y'all to answer that as y'all give y'all expectations for this upcoming game. So, Kevin, how about you? I'm keeping this short and sweet, man. Just win the game, bro. <laughs> like, just win. Let's start trying to climb up the ladder in the standings a little bit, um, make a little bit of noise. And regards to Caleb starting, I think, yeah. Honestly, see no reason for him not to um, off the gate. Like, eventually, that's probably going to be the, the long-term goal anyway, so you might as well. But when it comes to tomorrow's game again, bro, just win. I feel like I said this the this exact same thing the last time I was on here. Just win, bro. It, no Giannis, one of the best players, if not the best player in the league, win the game, bro. The Bucks are nowhere, obviously nowhere near the same team with them as without them, obviously. So just get the W, bro. They still a good team though. Don't 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 let don't. No, nah, they are. I'm, I'm already knowing. I I remember. Team. I remember Game Six in Atlanta. I remember all that. Trust me, but bro, like if you can't beat the Bucks without Giannis, and it's like, what what are we even doing here? You feel me? Like we're exactly. we're, we're a good team too. Like we're we're not trash. We, Listen, we, I don't know if they're gonna win or not, but I can guarantee you it's gonna be a close game. 
That's fine. Shoot, we need to play in some more close games, bro. We need to. We need to figure out what the clutch situation is going to be. Obviously, playoff time is going to be Jimmy Butler, but, I mean, if you can establish Tyler's confidence any little more, then you need to do that too. That's actually a really good point you brought up right there. You know, just try to get his confidence up, especially come playoff time when we're going to definitely need him. So I'm really glad you brought that up, Kevin. And let's see. Uh, Dean, what about you? Um, like Kev said, man, just go out, go out and win the game. Just go out, just go out and win the game. I, I, I hope the three point shooting after the All Star break do become better. I'm, I'm praying on that because, like I've been saying all season, it's been horrible. Obviously, we're ranked almost, I think, it's dead last in three point shooting. With Giannis out, I expect us to, to hopefully, hopefully create more shots and for, uh, for Bam, and that, in that mid range that mid-range post area but other than that i'm 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 expecting a, a win for miami oh hopefully we get a win i know it's gonna be a close game milwaukee is still a, a a good team i think without Giannis, they still can be a top five team in the east but just just go and win the game and i hope i do expect kevin love to get the start tomorrow night and i think this is a national televised game right i think it's like espn or abc something like that tomorrow night if so, you know, cool. But, you know, listen, if we do, and, and God forbid it, obviously, I'm not expecting we do. But for some reason, we do walk away with the L. It better be because they're all-star and Drew, Drew Holiday's an all-star this year. I, I didn't keep track with it. Yeah, was he, he was, a, yeah. was an all-star this year. This was like his first time in like 10 years, like the biggest stretch or something like that. Yeah, so listen, if if one of Drew Holiday got to cook us, that's – I mean, it is what it is, but do not let Je- Jevon Carter, whatever you pronounce his name, do not let that man have, like, 25 points or something. Like, I will literally lose it if that ends up being the scenario. It's like, going to be Grayson had... Allen. It's going to be nine. Myers Leonard. Oh my, oh, my gosh, I forgot. He oh, I forgot Myers That's crazy. Yo, but <laughs> – <laughs> oh my gosh, that's insane. The Myers Leonard revenge game. Could y'all even imagine? Oh my gosh. But oh yeah, it's shoot. gonna be some dirty words said <laughs> in that gym. <laughs> Yo. Y'all, y'all better no, stop I'm just now. tripping. I'm just tripping. I'm happy for it, brother. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm glad he rehabilitated himself and somebody gave him an opportunity. He need to learn how to keep his mouth shut though when you're on national live video. What's I wrong mean- with him? What's wrong with him? What is wrong with him? <laughs> man, man, man. But, you know, like I said, man, just if let Drew Holiday cook. Don't let anyone else come in here and drop 30 on us. And you know what? I know my, Mikhail Bridges is a good player, but seeing him drop 45 on us the other night pissed me off. So let's Hey, not- bro, I forgot about that. I forgot about that, bro. I'm sorry I cut you out. Like, I had totally forgot about that. You just brought that back up. Mm-hmm. Like, I totally like, – no, that's it. Like, I forgot about it, and you just, like, took me back. Like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? I'm bro? just saying, like, I still got PTSD from that. So, like, I'm just praying that the Heat can look at that and be like, nah, we cannot let more of these people come in here and drop 45 or so. And and when I say these people, like, obviously, Mikhail is a good player. Don't get me wrong. But even then, you know, like – Still, he's not he's not an all-star. So let, let's not trip around and let guys like Mikhail Bridges drop 45 on us. Let's not continue this as the season goes on. So uh, let's see, Anthony, how about you? So what do you mean by you people? You know damn well what I mean. I literally explained <laughs> when I said these players. Do not even start that. <laughs> Yo, I'm not going to lie. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I never even said you people. So you're <laughs> trying to start some wild agenda against me. Y'all know damn well I did not say you people. So do not even right now. Ed. I well, said I these I types of players. Man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's hey, listen, right. That's listen. what I thought. I completely forgot they picked up Myers too. That's crazy. I swear to God, let this man hit two threes on us. As somebody, somebody TV breaking, whoever I'm watching it on, that would just get me. Very annoyed if this man comes out with a revenge game. But listen, now that the Miami Heat have a starting power forward, you best believe I'm going to go on my DraftKings app. Shout out to them. And I'm going to smash the under on Brooke Lopez rebounds. That dude Ooh. could barely get any boards like 
any seven foot I ever That's seen. That's a before. good bet. That's a good bet. Yes. Oh my God. I love that bet. And now that the Heat got actual power forward, best believe I'm gonna do that. If y'all want some free money, go on your DraftKings, smash the under on Brook Lopez rebounds. But anyways, uh, I'll speak on the Kevin Love thing real quick. Uh, I'm gonna guess he doesn't start just because he hasn't played in some time. I think I think Spo would want to ease him off the bench, but it would not shock me if he did start. Uh, and I'm gonna keep it simple, like Kevin. Uh, Kev said, just win. I'm gonna go ahead and flip it and just say, don't lose. Uh, same thing at the end of the day. Come out, <laughs> the game damn strong, man. You have, you got, you got 20, 23 games left or whatever it is. You have to make a push right now. You can't afford no more bad losses. And losing to a Bucks team, who's still a good team, but without Giannis, it'd still be a bad loss. This is where we're gonna see it's it's make or break time now. So go out there tomorrow. Don't lose. Just win. Whatever you want to say, walk away with the dub. Couldn't agree anymore. So we talked so much on today's episode, man. Um, before we wrap it up, is there anything y'all want to say? Yeah, Joe, you cussed. No, man. <laughs> I well, y'all know I ain't dropping no f bombs and stuff like that. So you know, I, I, I'm just, just saying, just, like, <laughs> I clutched my I'm, collar when you said that, though. Like, I had to go get a cup of water. <laughs> man you know i i don't know i, I was i pushed to the edge a couple times in this episode especially when Ant tried to do me like that so you know sometimes it, it, i i just gotta bring that person in out for a quick second but aside from that you know, if no one's got how i know you hyped <laughs> to see myers Leonard tomorrow that's your boy <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen, we're not we're not gonna get into all this. All right. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. Make sure you guys follow uh let's see, Deem at BL Deem. Make sure to follow Anthony at Anthony D underscore Heat. Make sure to follow K at K underscore said underscore K. Make sure to follow Kevin at Easy Money Kev7. And make sure to follow me at Joel K. Jacob underscore. And most importantly, make sure y'all follow Heat vs. the World on all platforms that HBTW podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done it already. We're putting out all types of content. You got this podcast, Culture Shock, uh, Biscayne Breakdown with Demon K. They're going to be dropping a new episode come this Sunday. So be on the lookout for that. And we got other projects coming out too. So it's going to be fun. And aside from that, let's go Heat. Let's get something going. And let's try to win this championship. Aside from that, hit my music because we out. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World Podcast.